Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to answer a question that came in on the uh, question form on the website, ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash question. And uh, what we're going to talk about here today is my thoughts on the King James Only and Chick Track movement. So welcome back. And uh, I received this question. It's, it's something I've talked about in the past, and I think it's actually worth discussing again, especially in, in context of uh, just kind of clarifying a few uh, a few points and the problem is the question is is very large in many respects and so being as large it's really hard to take a uh, a single approach and just give a single unified answer so we have to break this into a couple pieces first there is a king james only movement and this movement seeks to say the only valid translation of the Bible is the King James. If you're not using the King James, you know, you're just going to slip into pure old apostasy and you're probably not even saved and you're probably going to go to hell and, and you're deceived into believing all these false things and you're just going to walk away from your faith. That's the core of what some of them believe. And yeah, to a small degree, that is a little bit of hyperbole, but not really if you've actually encountered some King James only people. Now, there's that element. And then we have the secondary element of the Chick Track movement, which can be discussed with tracks in general. Uh, because Chick Track is certainly the most popular of the track movements, but there are other ones as well. So let's go ahead and break this down. First, let's talk about the King James movement. Uh, and we can't do this without diving into the King James Bible itself. So the idea is that the King James is the only authorized, that God has so henceforth decreed that the King James Bible is the only official English translation, and therefore anything else is just pure heresy. And that is absolute, unequivocal lunacy. Lunacy. Because I got funny news for you. The Bible wasn't written in English. Okay? It wasn't written in English. Most of the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. We have the New Testament mostly written in Greek with a little bit of Aramaic in there as well. There are a lot of, uh, there's a few other little odds and ends. There's a few other forms of translations you need to be aware of. And so even in that time though, there were a lot of different popular translations. So since the original Bible was written in Hebrew, even at the time of Christ, he rarely would use the Hebrew Bible. He would instead use what is referred to as the Septuagint, uh, which you'll, you'll see this referred to in, in the text. This is actually a Greek translation of the Old Testament. And so you had all of your Old Testament books written in Hebrew, and those were then translated into Greek, which was the common language of the time. In fact, even the coming of Christ, uh, and we've talked about this in one of the foundation studies, even the timing of Christ, he came at a time with a unified language, which was a very interesting point in history. Now, that being said, you also had at that time, Latin was a new and growing language as it was becoming, uh, becoming the more popular branch. And so the, the Bible in the Old Testament was also translated into the Latin or the Latin Vulgate. And then that also has with it the New Testament as well. So there's a New Testament version that goes from the, from the original languages into the Greek and then some from the original languages into the, the Latin. Now, when I say original languages into the Greek, we're talking about the ones that were originally written in Aramaic, like the Gospel of Matthew was originally written in Aramaic. And so 
now what we had is we had this long translation Bible that was carried on through several hundred years to the Catholic Church in the Latin Vulgate, which was a problem for the common people who did not read and understand anything about the Bible itself. And so your reformers, the most popular of those being Calvin and and uh, Luther, those were the most popular reformers, but there were lots of other reformers and lots of other people that attempted to take the Bible from the original Latins or the original languages and, and the Latins and put it into the common language of man. So Tyndale was burnt at the stake for translating the New Testament into the common language of the people. Uh, Martin Luther uh, was part of his charges, which he was translating the Bible into the common language of his day, which was a German translation. And then we had a few other translations that popped up, but then we had King James, who was trying to start the Anglican Church breaking apart from the Roman authority because the Roman Empire had inside of it the papacy which dictated states of kingship and the king's like i don't want to be dictated by a religious ruler in another country and so he is starting in the foundation of the anglican church and in this he commissioned a translation into the common language of the people which was known as the authorized version of was really known as the king james version what we have now is actually the authorized version now for the people that want to say we can only use the King James Version, I have funny, sad news for you guys. You're on your third translation of the King James. Because if you take the original King James and you were to take it and give it to a common person today, even your scholars, some of them, will have a hard time reading it. Because it's written in the original text and the original, uh, the, the original Latin type la uh, letters and language, meaning that U's were V's and, and the spellings were completely different and it would be completely foreign to a lot of people and grammar was completely different than what we do now. It was a different translation, but that's the actual real thing that King James had commissioned. It was called the 1611 Bible and you can still get it today. So the 1611 then went underwent a translation um, and then that, that translation subsequently went into another translation that we now have as the King James Version Bible, which is in scope of all of the scriptures and things, is a new translation. In other words, it's not 400 years old. That's the 1611. The King James we have now is only about 150 or so years old. And to sit there and say this is the only official real English language and everything else is of the devil is absolute lunacy because languages change. Active languages change, we should say. The reason Latin is so frequently used in medicine and a few other places is because it's called a dead language. It doesn't change. So you can take the Latin Vulgate and if you understand Latin, then the, the culture doesn't change. The, the language doesn't change. Even with Greek, if you're studying Greek, you have to understand the difference between modern Greek and what is called Koine Greek, which is the original Greek of the time. And they have diverged, as you would expect, the original traditional classic Koine Greek that was used to translate the King James and other translations and other Bibles and other things that we have that original Greek is different than the modern Greek being used in Greece today. And so there's some, some key distinctions. So what we have is the King James Version is an edit of an edit of the 1611. Sorry, big truck. The, 16, the King James Version we have now is an edit of an edit of a Bible that was translated with the best known language understanding 
400 years ago. And so what happens is we have the old translation, the old Bible was not as well understood today because A, we did not have as many original documents as we have now. B, the understanding of the original documents has shifted as we have other original documents from that time period. So C, we have a better understanding of the original Greek language now than we did 400 years ago. Secondly, Okay, secondly is language culture shifted. So that was taken King James and then that was put into the English 400 years ago. Well, how much has British English 400 years ago shifted into modern English in America today? Radically, radically, everything from, from language changes to we don't use different words anymore. For example, what's a kind? If I'd say, say hey, hey, look, look at those kind out there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because the original King James tells this interesting story of Joseph where he's talking about these, these kinds come up and eat the other kinds. You're like, what the hell is he talking about? Kind? 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 Person? No, a kind is a cow, okay? This is Joseph's dream with Pharaoh. If you go and look back at that, uh, at that dream in Genesis where Joseph is interpreting Pharaoh's dream, if you read it in the King James, it talks about the seven kinds came up and they were fat and seven other sickly kinds came up and, and devoured them. Well, we don't use the word kind anymore. When's the last time you used the word kind? I, I, I talked to a dairy farmer regular basis. So like, what's a kind? I don't know. <laughs> you know? The fact of the matter is the language and the culture and, and the understanding has shifted so much. Now, what are some of the, the concerns? So some people say, well, yeah, look at the NAS, or the, excuse me, the NIV Bible. Look at this verse, it's missing. There's a reason, okay? The reason is the King James is translated on later manuscripts, i.e. further from their source. And so what happens is those individual points uh, those verses were put in there. When we've discovered closer to the source manuscripts, those verses were not in there. And so this poses a challenge. So it appears as though some verses that we have in our modern Bibles were put in there for clarity or for whatever purposes by the translators. And so the King James is translated on things that were further from the source. Well, if you want a firmer understanding of something, you need to get as close to the source as you can. You remember that game? You probably played it in like kindergarten, preschool, whatever, where you'd sit everyone in a circle. You got 20 kids in a circle and the teacher says, a phrase and then the kid has to take the phrase and repeat the phrase, repeat the phrase, repeat the phrase all the way back and it gets back to the teacher and everybody laughs about really the differences between what the, the phrase was. Well, the same thing happens. The further you get from the source, the more divergent your viewpoint is. And there's verses that appear to be added by later translators that were not put in in earlier translators. And so NIV made the decision to leave those out. ESV made the decision to leave those out, which leaves some virtual gaps. This is why I recommend the NASB, because it is a transliteration, which means it is from the oldest, or the, the oldest possible manuscripts, in other words, the ones closest to the source, translated literally with our current understanding. It's a little choppier to read, but it's, in my opinion, one of the best translations if you want to understand the original language. How did they handle it? Well, they put those verses in brackets so that you understand this is a verse that is in the later manuscripts, but not in the earlier manuscripts. So that entire argument that these modern verses, they, they leave verses out. No, your version added verses in. And I do believe there is a statement in the end of the Bible that says, do not add anything to this. 
Now, I'm not going to take that and say they're all heretics because they're using the King James. My overall stance is if you like the King James Bible, use the King James Bible, but stop. For the love of God, stop telling people you have to use the King James because everything else is heresy. That is patently false. Yes, there are other heretical translations. There is a Queen James that they take out the offensive and the, the homosexual verses. We have the Toleration Bible. We have a plethora of gender-inclusive Bibles that mix up with the Bible actually originally translated as male versus female. There are a lot of problems in this. I completely agree. But there's also a lot of mainstream translations that do an amazing and very faithful job to the original language and are far superior for a modern person today to understand then. And so there is the King James. And I think what I'm going to do is we're going to come back next week and we're going to talk about tracks and chick tracks because we're already well over the time period I like to have on daily walks. And so there is King James. So my ultimate view of the King James, if you like it, it's a fine translation. But don't tell people they have to use it because as long as you're reading the Word of God and allowing it to transform your heart, that is what the importance is of reading your scriptures, period. That's all there is to it. So don't buy into all of this. King James is the only real translation. Everything else is of the devil. That's lunacy. And then you're sitting there and telling people you can't. It's like, it's like Islam, okay? In Islam, if you can't read the original Aramaic, you're not really reading the Bible. That's what they say. In other words, if you got a Quran in English and read it, and you try and refute them as to what the viewpoints are, they say, oh, well, you're just reading the English translation. You can't really understand it. Well, I got news for you. If you want to take that, I'm sorry, the King James Version is heresy. You got to go read the Hebrew, the Greek, and the Aramic versions because those were what they originally written in. So this whole idea, King James, it's, is the only authoritative Bible, the only correct English Bible, is absolute nonsense on every one of its fronts. So there's my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts in the comments down below. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.